Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. After, uh, well, after he got married, I mean, it was there was a couple weeks of delay. Uh, but uh, she has let him off the leash, and he's back in the studio. And congrats, Roman. Yeah, how about that? And uh, also P.J. Duran, who uh, also. Did both of you guys get, like, hitched within a couple weeks of each other? Yeah, mine was at the end of April, but, yeah, same time of the year. Well, I mean, that, that's what's fun, okay? I got uh, married, like, 20 years ago, and it's just not wearing off. Yeah. Yeah, Tony, same thing. <laughs> Anyway, so um, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass, brought to you in part by our friends at Wiseco. Wiseco Performance Solutions. Look for them at a dealer near you. And if they aren't available on the shelf, say hey to the guys in the parts department. Say, hey, hey, hey maybe uh, you guys should pick up uh, Wiseco. Mm. Okay, Wiseco Performance Products. Hey, you know who's back at Wiseco? Who that now? Bob DeFranco. Shut your mouth. He's back, baby. What? Yeah, Return he's... of the Mac. Yeah, return of the return of the mic. Yeah. I'd, I'd love Bobby. Bobby D's back. Okay, so I know maybe, maybe next week we can get him on the show. I probably have to work more now. Damn it. Bob's okay. a slave driver. Well, welcome back to the show. <laughs> anyway, we are live at the Iowa State Fair, Cattlemen's Beef Quarters, our first year here. Uh, most of our studio operations on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair are uh, being utilized this year, which is really neat. We've got some great program directors, and they are... Uh, making sure that we are well represented at the Iowa State Fair. And that's kind of cool, PJ. It, it is great news. Yeah. And you know what else was great news from the weekend? Some amazing road racing. Yeah, we're talking a little bit about that. Sonoma was in action, right? Yep, Sonoma was in action. And uh, we just said his name, J.D. Beach, did the flying double again. Nice. Kids on fire in the super sport class. Cameron Bobier likewise, did the same on another Yamaha, an R1 in the Superbike class. Good racing. Uh, Bobier is just putting his stamp all over the series, though. Um, unless he has an accident, I think he's walking away with it. Was there anything going on at Road America? There was not anything going on at Road America that okay. I'm aware right. of, but right. there was MotoGP racing going on in Austria at the Red Bull Ring, uh, the the course that Red Bull built, they call it the Red Bull Ring. Um, Mr. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo on the Ducati uh, put on quite a show and was able to outpace Mark Marquez. Marquez came in second. And then uh, Lorenzo's partner, uh, or teammate, as it were, Davizioso, came third. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to stand up and relinquish your headphone microphone to John. I'm as happy long as, to. As long as we've got the time to do it because this is how we get free food. Right. <laughs> uh, he, oh, there's free food involved. He, I bought he, mine. He doesn't know that yet. I screwed up. But, uh, again, we're at the Cattlemen's Beef Quarters on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair. Uh, this has been a home of WHO Radio for oh so many years. John, uh, excuse me, Bob Quinn and and so many other great broadcasters have made this their home. But uh, John, tell us your last name. Mortimer. And John, how long you been with the Cattlemen's Beef Quarters? Uh, 34 years. Holy okay. smokes. Who own, who actually owns the Cattlemen's Beef Quarters? It's owned by about 70 county cattlemen's associations around the state. Okay. And and the purpose, of course, is to provide great food to people on, on the campus here at the Iowa State Fair, but also to raise funds, right? Well, correct. It's uh, Obviously, there's a lot of money goes through, but it's 
it all got, there's a lot of it's expensive to do something at the Iowa State Fair. Oh, really? Everybody knows. Now, uh, I, one of except the for radio, apparently. <laughs> no, yeah. apparently it's free. <laughs> um, but there's one item that I've always wanted to try, and I actually got to do it tonight, and it was a hot beef sundae. Right. It was. Uh, I don't know who came up with it, but it's mashed potatoes. It's it's beef, shredded beef, right? Am I shredded right? Shredded beef and gravy. And gravy, and but it is just a, a bowl full of deliciousness that I can't yeah. tell you how much I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. It's like eight bucks, but yeah. I tell you what, that's a full dinner right there. Yeah, it was an idea we came up with in 2006, thinking it was just kind of a crazy thing. Nobody would want to do that. And maybe we'd sell a couple, 3,000 of them, but we sell, we sell more than that every day now, but uh, it's a, <laughs> he's it, he's hit on a winner, Tony. Yeah, it, sounds like it. Now it's kind of our signature item now, and it's kind of caught all over the country. So, is would it, would if if you would um, tell us what your top four or five items are that are on the menu? Because quite frankly, I'm a brisket guy, right? But uh, there's so many great things, and people line up. They line up. They put their order in here right. or out the other door, uh, and then they go inside, and their their numbers are called, and they pay their bill. But uh, what are some of the, t- the maybe say the top five items? Well, we we have a, the fellas doing our meat uh, can do prime rib like you're not going to get many places. I don't care where you go, how much you pay. You're yep. not going to find prime rib any better than this. Okay, and we'll probably get a sample of that tomorrow, right? Yeah, if you no. wanted it, it's, it's I would there. prefer a sample right now since I will be somewhere else it, tomorrow. But it, uh, it is good. He's done it, and he knows how to do it. And then we don't overcook it. We it's, get it it's so tender it's and juicy. Nice Bob and Quinn said it's tender and juicy. If you can cut it with a knife and a plastic knife, well, you know it's pretty good. <laughs> I would like to be the judge do, of what's so. good and what isn't in this place, you, if you don't mind. You have been the judge already, Tony. Yes. And that's okay. That's self-proclaimed. Okay. What are the hours here that people can uh, people can come up, order their hot, delicious food items, sit down, and stay out of the sprinkling? It's sprinkling a little bit right now, but uh, what are the hours that people can well, come we, join we us? we start breakfast at 6 o'clock, but wow. uh, it's getting up pretty early, but uh, that goes until 10 o'clock, and then we open for what we're doing now. Are you here all day? Yes. Okay. What do you, what <laughs> I've do you been do? for 34 years. But what's, what, what, do you, what do you do the balance of the year? Well, now I'm retired, so I... Don't, believe it or not, this place takes a lot of your time. If you want to give it to it, it, it it's a business, you know, and it requires taxes and all sorts of 100%. all these counties to keep track of. And sure. They change their organization, and we have to kind of change with it. So. Well, there's no other place on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair that I'd recommend as heartily, and Bob Quinn is the one that taught me uh, about this initially, John Sellers, Van Harden, all the the rest of those that we do business with in radio. But yeah. they're big believers in what you do. and We appreciate all the help they give us by talking about us. So well, you guys that. have been very, very supportive of all that we do, and you provide a home for us. This year, even uninvited, you said, sure, come on in. And yeah. that was very great of you. So, John, I just wanted to make sure we had some time to spend with you on the show. Okay. Right. So thank you so much. Uh, welcome to be here. What's so. for dessert? What's for what? What's for dessert? Brisket, I thought. <laughs> brisket. Is there brisket for dessert? That is something so. we have not gotten into. So. <laughs> Thank you, John. You bet. God bless you. All right, Tony, back to you. Um, we're, we're still talking motorcycling and, of course, uh, flat track. One of the things that we know about the, fl- uh, the, the fairgrounds is that the fairgrounds track may be gone right now, but the memories are not gone, okay? Yeah, we had motocross races here that I ran. We had motocross races here that uh, some other local guys ran right. um, after me. And uh, Wolf, J- Jim White, uh, he ran them here in the 
maybe late 80s, early 90s. There's been a lot of motocross. There's been a lot of flat track over the years at the Iowa State Fair, um, at the fair, and then also during during the season, you know, throughout the year. And uh, there's um, every winter they have the, the dome, which is uh, indoor <laughs> flat track, and they have it's a syrup, Coke syrup race sure. on, on concrete, but it's uh, – and that's a hangover, buddy. The fumes yeah, from those buddy. go-karts, because they have go-karts, they have three-wheelers, they Dirt have, uh, yeah, motorcycles, uh, ATV, so that's – it's uh, – uh, they, they burn a lot of alcohol and stuff. So I, love- and I actually drink a lot of alcohol while I watch it. But, um, <laughs> you know, this past weekend we had Unadilla, and it was an absolute slop fest. Mudder. Mudder. What, well, what did we learn from you? Did? First of all, who, you know, they always say that the cream will rise to the top. So who indeed rose to the well, top? Well, same old boys. It was a local boy that got the whole shot, but then, yep. then uh, Marvin came out, and, and then Eli came out. Marvin was leading the thing in the first meadow, had to do a goggle swap. Because he actually, I mean, it was that bad. They were wow. guys the, were pulling in the pits like yeah. like NASCAR and doing. A lot of guys had problems with their roll-offs. Uh, the canisters were breaking because the mud buildup was so bad. You're talking about tear-offs, I think. No, 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 roll-offs. Just so the they, roll-offs. You, you, and and the, they, it's like a set of, like a, like a Polaroid film or a camera film that's clear. Okay. Starts on one end full. comes over here, and you pull it. And it, and it has a clear uh, okay. about an inch and a half all, right. all the way across. And they've really improved them. But you've, really got to, you've got to duct tape those things. And I, I was looking at the videos when they were on the line, and they weren't duct taping them. And I know that they're pros, <laughs> and they know what they're doing. But well, I'm telling you. Uh, on that subject, a quick note. A couple of years ago, Trey Kennard wore two sets of goggles in a real mutter. And I can't remember if it was Unadilla or what? What do you mean he wore two sets of goggles? He wore two sets of goggles. He wore, for the whole shot portion of the race, he yeah. wore two pairs of goggles. <laughs> he wore a pair with, with a couple Can you imagine what of, that would be like? Uh, like looking through a bubble, a well, fishbowl. you know what? I guess if you're trying to, if you're a pro, right? And want to win. You're making money. You're getting paid to do this. No, you do whatever it takes. I think that's a silly comment. It, well, you're still looking through a fishbowl no matter what. I, I get don't it. care. But anyway, Dylan Frandis <laughs> did this, and it paid off for him. He didn't have to do a goggle change. Okay. And he went 1-1 on mm-hmm, the day mm-hmm. in the 250 class. He put the hammer down and proved that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, speaking of that, and I want to talk about the motocrosses nations and, and who they chose and, and Puerto <sighs> Rico and the French. Who's that's awesome. boggles me. Um, but the, back to the Unadilla thing, we went in there with, with uh, Eli Tomac having a little lead. Here comes PJ with yeah. some Mexican corn. Um, th- we went in there with, with uh, Eli Tomac having a, an edge over Marvin Muskin. Marvin uh, yeah. won the second moto, took second the first. Eli swapped. They swapped. Uh, well, vice versa, actually. Yeah. Marvin won the first one. Got No, he no, won the second one. Won the so, second one. Anyway, the points are the same as they were. The spread was. Yeah, okay. 15 points. The, the difference, yep. So, Heading into um, Bud's Creek. We announced, uh, we, we saw the announcement that Eli Tomac and uh, Barsha. Justin Barsha and, and Plessinger. Uh, Plessinger, Aaron Plessinger, are going to be Team USA, which takes place this fall at, at uh, Redbud in Indiana. Um, uh, Michigan. Hey, well, it's close. Michigan. <laughs> Buchanan, Michigan. Yes. And Start we got to go now. through Indiana to get there. Um, <laughs> it's just across the border, guys. You knew what I meant. Uh, but what boggles me is for Team Puerto Rico, which is a U.S. Um, subsidiary. Territory. Yeah, territory. territory. Territory, yeah. Okay. Island. So we always send some Americans that didn't make the cut or, I mean, Alex it's Martin It's kind of like our B it. team. It's like our B team. Okay, so we have Travis Pastrana. Yes. We have 
I'm Ryan, sorry, Ryan Sipes. Ryan Sipes. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis P. Yeah. Travis P. is racing. Now, hold on. Keep going with your and, list. And Ronnie Mack, who is a not a real person. No, it's Jimmy Albertson. Well, I wouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> well, I mean, that's who it but, is. Uh, so, Jimmy, <laughs> so, I mean, so, so Ronnie Mack, and they're all going to race two strokes, right? It's an all two-stroke event. How? This isn't for Puerto a, Rico. This isn't a Tony Wink Fair race. How can they have a fictional character racing for Team Puerto Rico? I don't get it. Well, Puerto Rico is kind of a fictional country. Uh, Not to uh, them, and that's no. why I'm, you know, and they're still without power, and we're, and I oh, think no, they should no, be no, doing that's, some, Yeah. Listen, and, there are people down there that don't have power, but believe me, that country has come a long way in the last three months. What, they had it coming? True. What are you going to tell no. me? I think, uh, hey, here's my play on this. <laughs> And to be quite honest with you, I kind of oh. see this as All right. So the point that I was trying to make when we were talking about Team Puerto Rico before was this could be a publicity stunt for for these guys, Ryan Sipes, Ronnie uh, Mack, it is. Ronnie Mack yeah. and, and Travis Pastrana to maybe gain some money, get get some build-up funds for Puerto Rico as a whole to maybe help that struggling country out. And Well, I think after Hurricane Maria, I think that Puerto Rico needs uh, definitely an influx. Yeah. And I think it would be very cool to see um, some not fresh, maybe you use the word mildly vintage racers. <laughs> Mild well, vintage. Well, Sipes is still Yeah, he's relevant. still good, and he's killing it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think they necessarily should want to do that for the for Puerto Rico as a whole. And, and it's it's a wonderful idea if they're putting some of the funds uh, to uh, recovery efforts in Puerto Rico. Great. I'm looking forward to watching them race. I want to see how fast they go on the two strokes. It's going to be awesome. All right, we're going to take a break from the Iowa State Fair. A little uh, audio troubles, but uh, we're getting through it. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is number 40, Jason DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and... Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous 
business odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.